0: Bridge Toll, California, customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus.
0: Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's the engagement? How long give? before a wedding should I send out to you? How many games dates? are in the first series? Use IMAP to playoffs. check best email best on other email clients. Identify That's fonts right. from where to and find four the ROV Ride stats that the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton.
2: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. My name's Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing keyword research as a starting point for storytelling. Joining me today is Lainey Graham, who's the Senior Digital Editor and SEO Manager at Clemson University. Clemson University was founded with a land-grant mission and innovative vision to increase material resources for the state as a high seminary of learning. Since that time, the university has grown to esteem and impact earning the R1 classification as one of the nation's most active research institutes.
0: this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs' Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com/awt. That's a h r e f s dot com slash a w t
2: so with that here's my conversation with laney graham senior digital editor and seo manager at clemson university laney welcome to the podcast
1: thanks i'm excited to be here thanks for having me
2: yes so um you're representing uh the tigers today on on the uh, podcast but also we're going to be jumping into storytelling and yeah, just how to use keyword research as kind of that starting point for storytelling. So maybe with that, you could kind of just set up for the listeners. How are you thinking about this? Like, how are you using keyword research in this lens of storytelling?
1: Mm, That is a good question. So our division recently underwent, I guess, a restructuring. And now I actually sit on the storytelling team within our division of marketing and communication. So I work with most closely, a team of writers who are thinking about how we tell the story of Clemson and its people and research and all the different things that we're doing. So I'm working closely with writers and videographers and graphic designers who are all thinking about how we tell the story of Clemson. And personally, I want people to discover the story organically uh, and through paid. But whenever we're looking at an opportunity where we need to send a message or tell a story, we always have direction from people high up in the university with institutional goals. They're like, this is what we want to say. And I'm like, well, that's great. I really want to know what our audience wants to hear (laughs) and what they want to hear from us as well. So how does this relate to what they want to know and what they're curious about with Clemson? So that's where keyword research comes in. I'm always looking and doing research for keyword research. Whenever we have a storytelling initiative to see here's what we want to say, what are people curious about related to what we need to say so that we can marry the two and provide immediate value for both audiences and just kind of meet everyone in the middle. Yeah, that's kind of how we look at it as a starting point. Whenever we have a creative brief, we might say, we're going to create a video about this type of research. Let's go see what people are curious about related to this research so that we can include both viewpoints.
2: And I feel like it's it's always kind of the chicken or the egg scenario of like, are we starting with what people are searching for or are we starting with the message that an organization or in your situation at is like getting out and then how do you marry that to what has you know the search demand or really like the consumer demand in that like kind of target group any like kind of additional challenges and i would say like more in the lens of working within the university system i feel like you know, if if you're working, say, like from an agency side or even like in-house, if you're working with a startup organization, there's one set of kind of dynamics that you're dealing with in how you work. And also like working at an enterprise organization, there's a different set of kind of challenges that come with that type of environment. The university or kind of like the school system, I feel like it's its own kind of category of, of I mean for those purposes, we could call it like a business type. And it feels like it has maybe a little bit more similarities to like a large enterprise organization, given just the size and stature of these institutes. How would you kind of explain it just from your experience, like working within the university at Clemson?
1: I think the challenge is that if we think specifically about the website, for example, we have tens of thousands of pages and we have tons and tons of people working on it and contributing all the time. So I think that providing keyword research to people in a way that they understand and see its value for them is one of the greatest challenges and also just helping to provide resources across the university so people can conduct their own keyword research and bake it into part of their creative process as well and part of their web writing process. So the greatest challenge, I think, is just finding everyone <laughs> Who needs to um work together on keyword research and our SEO strategy and just making sure that we're able to connect with them and educate about the importance of keyword research, then teach them how to implement it in their process is probably the greatest challenge.
2: Do you feel like you're met with a lot of barriers or challenges? And I think that's a like one of my interests within the industry and in our space is that education element because As we were talking before we jumped on the podcast, it's like we all fell into the industry from one place or another. The people that we're working with have different levels of understanding and in the nature of SEO, it's like we have to be working with these other stakeholders. And so I feel like that cross team member enablement education is always a part of like our practice. And what, like, what have you found to be like, more effective or impactful when you're talking with others, when you're training others or kind of breaking down that understanding barrier potentially with keyword research?
1: I think that, I mean, we've definitely had our fair share of challenges when it comes to agreeing on a content approach for the website with various stakeholders, because where we sit in Marcom, we're working with subject matter experts across the university who are extremely knowledgeable in their field, whether that be, you know, enrollment management or financial aid or a specific college, they know all the ins and outs. So their perspective is vital to creating strong content, of course. And what I've learned is that the first step should always be just to listen to them and see what their goals are, then come back and say, here's how we can accomplish those goals and incorporate keyword research as part of that so that they can see it as something that's valuable and helpful to their content and not something that's going to detract from their goals or what they want to do. So that's what I've learned through the process. Always listen first and then come back and see how how the keyword research can help them. Don't come in with this is what we need to do and this is why that doesn't normally go so well. <laughs> and then if there's any way to visualize the impact the keyword research can have on their content, that tends to help as well. I personally am not really a visual person. I'm a writer and when I'm writing, I'm thinking about you know the HTML structure of a page, <laughs> but most of the people I work with are very visual. And so I've had to change my perspective as well and think of ways to show what I want to communicate so that they can see a bar graph change or they can see what the search engine results page will look like change for like the experience their users will have. So those have been the main things for me.
2: Was are two great tips and advice. I'd say that first one's very wise. Like The starting with listening, I think, is something that I've seen a lot of SEOs kind of forget about, especially when you've been around in the industry for a while. And it can get a little frustrating when it's like, hey, I've gone through this and I've said this a million times. I'm having to start back again, explaining the same thing. But your advice, your recommendation on starting... From listening, understanding where they're coming at, what they're trying to achieve, I feel like it's so helpful because then it allows you to adapt your message, your language, how you talk about the positive points instead of making those assumptions of like, okay, they're going to care about this, so I'm just going to jump right in and lead in with that. And also just on the human side, like everyone wants to be heard and be listened to. So I think that's just a great, great reminder. As far as the the visualizations go to it, any type of visuals or things that you've found that resonates quite well? Like what could you recommend to the listeners from visualizing some of this like performance or impact from starting from the keyword research?
1: Uh, Well, We do use Google Search Console, of course, so if we see an uptick in a keyword related to their area, we can say, hey, we should optimize for this. We're starting to get traffic here, and there are some baked-in visuals there just by seeing like, you know, your, your graph can peak whenever you have new or elevated interest in a keyword. And then something we've seen that's a little bit, it's not directly on the website, but Sometimes we use keyword research to see what people are looking for and it'll inform our content strategy for various pieces of content. So we might say, hey, we saw people were our prospective students were interested in social justice. So we create an email about it and then you can see this was our engagement in the email and this is where people were clicking. So heat maps are helpful just to see, hey, we saw this keyword, we put it in here and we created content around it and we saw a lot of engagement. So you can use a heat map to see in your email or on your webpage where your keyword research-backed content blocks are performing well. And so you can visualize the engagement that way and that's helpful. Yeah, so heat maps, graphs showing interest in the keyword spiking, those are probably the two main ones for those types of meetings where you're trying to prove out the concept.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O.
2: Nice. I feel like we're bringing this up in almost every podcast <laughs> that we're doing lately, but obviously this year it's, or I mean, by the time this airs, a uh, little kind of behind the look of the production of Voice of Search, we're actually recording kind of towards the end of December and probably going to air in January. But with that Towards the beginning of 2023, all this AI commotion, there was the open AI, Bing versus Google, Google's rollout, SGE. Now we're looking at, okay, there's going to be this SGE rollout. Maybe it's already happened by the time this comes out. Obviously, SEOs are spooked. There's a lot of kind of fears, uncertainty, worries. Within organizations or like enterprise or startups, I feel like I'm getting a mixed bagged Of awareness understanding like some companies are really worried sometimes it's just the seos that are worried and the rest of the organization has no idea what we're talking about within the university what's kind of the temperature what's like the awareness of the changes that happen in search like is that something that you're finding yourself having to advocate and communicate of changes that are happening or is it something that you're like yeah no people are asking about it because it's coming up and they're coming across it in other forms. And then they're coming to you and being like, hey, what's going to happen? How are we going to show up here? Like what's kind of the temperature within, within the university?
1: It's a little bit of a mixed bag, but usually I'm the one coming to people saying, hey, we need to get ahead of this. Hey, this is what's coming. Back in 2019, we had a brand summit and we were actually talking about large language models. And then a little bit later, ChatGPT came out with OpenAI. And so we're talking about these things, but usually it's um, beginning with me saying like, hey, here's what's coming and here's kind of where we are. Technically, we need to take some steps to prepare for this. So that's generally how it goes. But we do get questions for people. Sometimes we'll reach out and ask about different things that are coming. So we're actually looking right now at acquiring an enterprise SEO tool because we need a larger, stronger <laughs> tool to constantly monitor our domain and make sure that everything's going okay and alert us when we have issues. And also we've just kind of realized we need access to um, a community with AI-driven software that can help us when we have some questions about why certain websites are not being indexed right now or why do we have these different anomalies happening <laughs> across our domain. So usually it's it's within our our web team that we're looking at those things and trying to get prepared and then trying to share with others what's coming in order to justify some of our steps to acquire strong tools.
2: Fair. And I I feel like um, the common theme that comes up, and I mentioned it earlier in the conversation, is like from the experiences that I've had, whether it's yeah, going through grad school or kind of somewhat being involved on working with like the universities but also just having conversation with other seos at the university it's a really interesting place because it's like i feel like it's a different flavor of enterprise organization and i had not too long ago the seo from cal poly which was the grad school that that i went to and the way that he was talking about it it was like yeah there's elements of an enterprise org or a Global Enterprise Org, obviously, like very local focus as well. So it's like an interesting space working, I think, within the universities and things like that. Maybe just kind of like final question. I feel like it is also something like within that same vein, maybe not as common from an organizational structure for other SEOs to be within like a storytelling team. Like how does how do you feel like that impacts your work? Any, you know, stronger advantages, disadvantages that you feel like you've been up against with that type of kind of structure of where your job sits within the organization?
1: Yeah. Um, it's definitely not an intuitive spot for an SEO, but the job I'm in right now was just recently created. And something that's interesting is that Clemson is a a state institution. And so you have your job title and then you have a state job title. And there wasn't a state job title related to SEO at all. So it was an interesting process even creating a role that focused on SEO. So that was part of it. But in terms of the benefits or part of the reason why I'm still where I am, I started as digital editor and they kept me in the same general team. But the benefits to being in a storytelling team as an SEO is that I get to be in a little bit of a support role for many different functions. So storytelling works hand in hand with our enrollment management group, which is admissions. We work directly with our social media team for University Social, and so that's impacting YouTube as well as like overarching Instagram and paid social campaigns. Our storytelling team serves like multiple campus partners, be it the colleges or executive leadership team too. And so it's nice to be in the storytelling team because you're not really siloed where you're only having access to one specific area of the university. So that helps because I can educate across many teams in small organic settings as we work on projects together. And I think that the main challenge is perhaps that I'm not directly within our web team. So I work closely with them day in and day out. And Just making sure I continually stay close to them and build those relationships makes it possible. So that would be just the main challenge. I'm not directly housed right here with them in all of their meetings, but I do work closely with most of the team members. So just the way to overcome it is to make sure I maintain strong relationships. And yeah, that makes organizational chart a little bit less important. It's really just the relationships you have across campus that make the work get done.
2: Yeah. And it's so, so true with any large organization or enterprise in that same vein. Maybe the last question for you. So obviously different business types are going to have different KPIs when it comes to like performance, like e-commerce, you're looking at largely like conversions or revenue coming in within the university. Like I'm guessing that from that last piece that you're mentioning is like the primary KPI, like applicants or admissions into the university or is it more site traffic like what are the kind of kpis of how performance is measured
1: <laughs> we routinely look at our site traffic and see you know our percentages of organic versus direct et etc and then we look at our overall site traffic over time for us personally we also look at site health um, you know and technical seo to make sure that we're keeping our site healthy. (laughs) Um, So overall traffic, site health, and then um, we're working on a strategy with specific keyword groups that are our growth keywords. So moving forward, we're looking at our, how we're ranking for our branded keywords. That's like phase one. And then we'll be looking at our growth keywords that align with our strategic plan to see where we're ranking for those specific areas of the university that we want to grow and then site health. So those are kind of the three elements that we're looking at the most. And applications at the end of the day are the business driver for us. But we're currently in a position where I think two years ago, our applications doubled. So we added the common app, got a lot more applications. And right now we're in a healthy spot for applications. So there's a little bit less pressure on that metric.
2: Excellent. Well, I appreciate the time. And that wraps up this episode of the voice of search podcast. Thanks to Lainey Graham, senior digital editor and SEO manager at Clemson University for joining us in our interview tomorrow. Lainey and I are going to continue the conversation and discuss the relationships between on page SEO and content strategy. If you can't wait until the next episode and you'd like to learn more about Lainey, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes or visit.
0: So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
2: Just one more link to our show notes to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to the podcast, head over to the thevoiceofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send your topic selections. SEO questions or apply to be a guest speaker on the VOS pod. Of course, you can reach out to our social media team. The show's handle is at Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is at Tyson underscore Stockton. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish a new episode every workday. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's all for today. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Search podcast.